Hi, welcome to Return is Short, a monthly podcast hosted by 4Win Films, where a pointed contributor presents their chosen feature motion picture and a short movie. There's only one condition for the screening selection, that the presenter must have been directly involved with one picture, but not the other. This month, after a long hiatus, we'd like to say hello, we went off and shot a short film entitled Prologue, and we were finishing post-production in another film, A Boyless Luck which happens to be the film that Gary Jacques, our presenter this week, brought to share with us as his short. For his feature, he brought Children of Men. For when the film shot A Boyless Luck here in Brooklyn at a bodega. And so during the event, we had bodega food scattered around the viewing area, and that included Ho-Ho's, Little Debbie's, fried plantains, uh, different things that you'd find in a Brooklyn bodega. We also had the beer Presidente, which makes it a prominent first appearance in Abuela's Luck. Gary Jacques works with Four Wind Films often and is a director of photography. We had a discussion on what it was like to shoot the film, difficulties that Gary ran through, and working with director and producer Ricky Rosario. We had a lot of people who worked on the film in attendance as this was the first private screening. And a little backstory about the film. Um, Ricky and I are both of Dominican descent. Both our parents are from over there. And um, this is very much like a day in the life of, of you know, going in and out of the bodega and what the bodega represents to the community. I personally have about six or seven uncles and my grandfather who have owned their own bodegas. And yeah, it's just very common here. Um, Two of them were in Manhattan, two were here in Brooklyn, and one in Jersey. So, yeah, it's, bodegas are very much like a way to success um, in the eyes of a Dominican immigrant coming to this country. So. I am. I've, I've been there since, since Abuela's Luck was just, you know, a Venn diagram. When was that? <sighs> Man, maybe, maybe a year and a half ago already. Yeah, it was quite the process. So I guess the toughest part was wearing as many hats as I had to wear, being as, you know, Ricky and I, you know, we go way back. We, we've known each other since before high school. Um, I'm a cinematographer and that's my main focus, but I played many roles on this film. And in doing so, you know, you spread yourself thin. You know, I was picking up gear and shot listing and then getting something for production design. I came about a week and a half prior to principal photography and that was the first time I saw the, the location. The interesting story is that we're on our second day of production. And it's about 1 p.m. We're scheduled to shoot till about 6. And a guy shows up and he tells us, he says, hey, I own this building. Nobody's paid me for any of this. So unless you want me to show up with cops by 3 p.m., either you're all out of here or you pay me X amount of dollars. I forget exactly the figure, but it was a couple thousand. Uh, mind you, we had already paid the, the bodega, the people who actually leased the spot. Uh, but yeah, apparently, you know, because he owns a building, he was the one who had the rights to the money, whatever. Uh, we ended up trying to fight it a little bit and clock was ticking. So we ended up having to find the money. We figured it out. We kept going. We pushed forward and we got it done. The film ended up, it looks very green, and um, green? 
like it, it just has a green. Mm -hmm. What well, is not so much the lights, and and I noticed even shooting just seemed like the Rec 709 but the skins image. Look great. You right, know? so that's yeah. and, and it it was shot on an Alexa. Like skin tones are amazing on Alexa. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I chalked it up to was just the potato chip bags, and obviously a lot of that stuff is is very poppy. It's greens and reds and oranges, and I just I noticed that overwhelmingly it was green. Um, but Alexas in general don't have a green tint, so I'm gonna chalk that up to location. And Ricky and I both from the beginning we we pretty much agreed that like we really wanted to capture the feel of a bodega, you know, like he really wanted it poppy like that. He wanted, he, he wanted a location that was gonna, every angle you look, everybody was just gonna be engulfed. Cause that's, when you go to a bodega, every little corner of the bodega, there's something there that's for sale. Whether it's, uh, you know, shampoo, deodorant, detergent, food, potato chips, salami, like there's everything in a bodega that you can even think of. So change out any of the lighting in the bodega itself or did you just add to it um i added to it if it were up to me we would have shut everything off in the bodega just that's, <laughs> uh, hard, that's hard but right but <laughs> that's just not realistic so i shut them off when i could mm -hmm. and i supplemented that that stuff with i had an hmi outside uh and aladdin which is a small led that's nice on skin tones we had that right behind the cash register to pretty much act as daylight um, so yeah, a little oh, bit of both. We. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I I did. You actually see it in the movie, but oh, I've really? I've asked plenty of people and nobody could tell what it is. And I'm like, it looks like just a piece of window sunlight coming in, but it's a light. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the whole shutting of the lights, that was never planned. <laughs> that scene we were shooting on our second day, and. We're on our way home and I'm trying to think like, how could we make this a little better, better just so it's different, just so we have a little separation. And I'm like, okay, if I'm a thief, you know, it's the middle of the day, kind of, kind of makes sense. Like, hey, shut, shut the fucking lights off. You know what I'm saying? So we ran with it. He loved it right away. We, we had him do it, the, the bodeguero, we had him do it in sections from where I was back there with the camera on top of that ladder. So it just went boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of like, guide us into what was going on so that was kind of my idea it was like just have like the the light or the lack of light the lights going off guide us to like the shit that's going down then boom we cut right into like a slider of of us going into to them silhouetted a bit which was just probably my favorite shot yeah, yeah. do i get to ask any questions yeah um cool all right justin so from an editing perspective. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part to edit? What part were you editing and you said, oh wow? Well, definitely when you have the more angles. So when you have, when the lights turned off, it's probably more exciting. The, yeah. the worst part though was when the, it went to the black and came up, that was a little confusing. That actually, congrats to you guys. I didn't know that was gonna happen and I thought that worked great. Okay. To be honest, he, he, he told me I want to shoot this at a higher frame rate. I want to do slow motion when the gun comes to his head. Yeah. And I fought him on that. It's just at the time I could not visualize it. Kudos, kudos to you, Ricky. Kudos to Ricky <laughs> because I just didn't, I could not see it. Just with the sound design that you guys got going on and, and also props to the sound mixer, right? That oh, just the great. music. Yeah, that's Josh Halbronner. The, the music that came in and everything was just how, I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah, Watch yeah. You. 
But where did the music come from? Ricky had it all made. Well, he licensed two, but I think, but they were from the same artist that composed it. So those are original songs. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he yeah. licensed the last. Which are very, they're, 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 they're actually a group that's very common amongst the Dominican community here in New York, New Jersey. Mike and them? How do you know? I edited the film. Oh, okay. I just, is, it, is, that, is that what you yeah. did? So, Max Banda, um, very popular amongst the Dominican community. It was very nice of them to, to, I guess, help push the culture forward. I got a question for you, Daria. What was your favorite part about the titles? I like Rick, Rick's vision. I mean, I think he really had a clear vision on how they should look like. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he did. I tried to suggest like something else, but it was very clear. So. That's so funny. I did too. I was like, what do you mean? You want bubbles, man? How old are you? But no, it came out. It came, <laughs> it came, it came out really good, man. And stuff that people don't even catch, like the radio announcer in the back. Yeah, that's... That's that, my cousin, Billy. Oh, it's your cousin. That's, my, ask, that's yeah. my cousin, Billy, and, and our friend, Phil, who was actually the person I moved out to California with. We did the pop-up text, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, those were awesome. Yeah, I love great. when movies use that. I it's think such an amazing way to be to show text message. I, think I hate we, seeing shots of the phone. I think, yeah. I think we used inspiration, uh, high maintenance. Yes, and yeah, I know the crazy. After the discussion, Gary introduced Children of Men, directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who often works with the famous director of photography, Emmanuel Lubezki. Children of Men is especially famous for the cinematography and the, the use of long takes. There's a famous sequence in the film that is one shot. Emmanuel Lubezki did not win the Oscar for this film, but with his unique style, and this was sort of the launching pad for that style, he ended up winning two Oscars in the future as the director of photography. So I chose Children of Men um, because it's, it's actually one of my favorite films, particularly because of the cinematography on this thing. So little backstory, when I moved to California, my first day at Panavision, who's prepping for their next movie is the one, the only. Really? Yeah. So, and mind you, I was already a big fan. So I see him and I'm like, no, no way. No fucking way. Do you know his name? Uh, the DP is called Emmanuel Lubezki, but they call him Chivo. Chivo oh. Lubezki. That's his nickname. They're, they're, they're all Mexican, all three of them. They kind of grew up together, came up together. They went to That's film nice. school in Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Inaritu's he's the one who did like Birdman. And Guaron, I think, did this one. And he also did like Gravity. But yeah, he pretty much works like, like exclusively with them, yeah. But yeah, so I, 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 I started this job at Panavision. I, you know, I was skeptical going in and then I see this guy, I'm like, okay, I'm where I need to be because this is already a guy that I study, and here he is testing lenses for his upcoming movie, The Revenant. And it, yeah, like I guess maybe I'm a little biased because there's just not a lot of Latino cinematographers, so I'm drawn to that, but that's just the talking point because at the end of the day, oh, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. And, um, and this movie that's already 12 years old will show you that like he's not joking around. He wasn't joking around 20. It, it, it didn't take, you know, the Revenant, you know, deciding to shoot everything in natural light and, and 12 mil lenses. It, didn't, it wasn't that that made him great. Like, he's been awesome. And even before this, he also, I believe he also shot tu mamá también, right? Back then, he was more, more longer lens. Now, as of recent, is more wider. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he'll showcase in things like The Revenant. 
he doesn't like to do interviews. So it's kind of hard to like really dive into his head. Uh, but the times that he has, he's, especially in, in regards to the wide angle stuff, he feels it's very uh, intimate. You're very intimate with the, with the- That's what my, my direct, the directors I work with who are also cinematographers, uh, Verite, they say the same thing. Yeah. They, they love it. And yeah. I mean, they live off of it. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Which is interesting to me because I'm not the, I'm like, I wouldn't naturally gravitate towards that because of what wide angles does to like faces, you know, it really kind of like distorts the face and mm -hmm. whatnot. But I mean, but the proof is in the pudding. It works because he's amazing and he has Oscars to prove it. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's Point dive in. His food is pretty scarce in the world of children of men. During the film, we brought out some peanuts, but we also had a whiskey and coffee mix that we enjoyed just as Clive Owen's character enjoyed during the film, in addition to some white and red wine. After Children of Men finished, we had a quick discussion and reaction to what we just saw. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to see Abuela's Luck, a film that we executive produced at 41 Films for yourself, it is going to be playing in film festivals. To get more information, the best way is either follow Four Wind Films on our social media. It is F-O-U-R-W-I-N-D-F-I-L-M-S. So you can follow Four Wind Films or you can follow Abuela's Luck on Instagram. That is A-B-U-E-L-A-S-L-U-C-K. And those will have all the information for future viewings for the short film. Please leave us a review uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. We'll be broadcasting out to you in the future. Thank you very much for listening.